Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man! This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, it's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. This week, March 29th, Season 3, Episode 12. Charles back in the garage. What's going on, man? Jumbo! That's right. Uh, We got lots of things to talk about this week, uh, including judge rules that Soundgarden is not withholding royalties from Vicky Cornell. So this is interesting. He ruled in the case. There will be more uh, info regarding that. We'll get into that. Uh, Corn, Ghost, Kiss, and more. A lot of bands donating items for the Roadie Relief Fundraiser, which is really interesting going on right now. Mm. Weezer announces a live stream with the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, nice. Uh, Mastodon announces details of a new album to be released this fall. STP, Stone Temple Pilots, releasing details of the 25th anniversary edition of Tiny Music and more. Plus this week and music history trivia, this week's new releases. All of our links are up, of course, at rocknewsweekly.com. Make sure you guys check it all out there. You know got, what? What's up? I, I just realized that you there's the coolest name for a band. If you scroll scroll up, scroll up just a little bit. Coolest name for a band. What's up? Uh, corn, corn Ghost Kiss. Corn, Corn Ghost, Ghost Kiss. Kiss. Right, yeah, that is actually pretty yeah. good. It yeah, it just blows. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of one of a kind, right? Copyright. <laughs> New releases out this week. Just came out on Friday uh, from Death From Above 1979, Evanescence, uh, Clark, First Aid Kit, Floating Points, Pharaoh Sanders. Oh, that's interesting. Pharaoh Sanders is a, that's not really rock uh, news, but Pharaoh Sanders, very avant-garde saxophone player that I'm actually a fan of in nice. the uh, jazz world. So awesome. Floating Points, I wonder who that is, if that's maybe a DJ or somebody who kind of collaborated with him. I'm going to have to check that out. But Genghis, Genghis, Genghis Tron. Tron. That's an interesting artist that's, name, right? That's cool. Jack Symes, John Smith, Serpent with Feet, The Antlers, Tomahawk, Toon Yards, Tons, Jushu, right? Yeah, I think so. I've actually heard them before. Yeah. What, I've heard them before. Yeah, and they have a new album that says a duets album. It's called Oh No. Hmm. So there you go. Those are uh, the new albums out this week. And here's our uh, tour news or virtual show news. Actually, first is Weezer doing OK Human Live, their new album live with the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra. Nice. And the uh, Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles. Okay. So it's both. It's like a children's. It's like, I guess you do the Youth Orchestra before you get to the Philharmonic. So it's, uh, you know, both stages of, uh, of um, orchestral players, I That's guess. That's awesome. So it's happening on April 16th through the 17th. You guys can check it out on Weezer's official website, on their social media. Uh, it also has a VIP option that includes a 30-minute Q&A with the band, and they're going to be doing their favorites uh, as well as new stuff off the album, brand new album, so awesome. check it out. Nocapshows.com if you want more info on that. Uh, some tour news. Rammstein have canceled their entire tour for the year. Du Haas. Yeah, I know, right? Du Haas. What are you going to do? 
you're gonna do Haas. So you're gonna do Haas another time in 2022. That's apparently. what that means, right? Our German-speaking <laughs> audience. That's what that means, right? Do Haas means what are you gonna do? Their uh, latest album, Deutschland, which came out at the end of 2019, they were gearing up for a huge tour in 2020. They were rumored to be one of the artists that were gonna be at AfterShock, actually. Oh. And they had to pull the plug on their U.S. tour, and now it looks like their entire European stadium tour that they were planning. Which is uh, still a big deal, I guess. European stadium tours are just not happening. Yeah. Looks like some festivals in Europe are happening, but not like actual full-on tours. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're still having some trouble over there getting everybody uh, yeah, vaccinated up yeah. to speed. Yeah, they're they're having their um they're having a, a, some pretty decent waves right now, going going through uh, Europe with a different strain. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so hopefully they can get all that under control, but probably a good thing in the long run just to kind of postpone these things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, speaking of shows here in the U.S. Uh, and lack thereof, there's a new fundraiser going on that's called the Roadie Relief Fundraiser, and a bunch of bands are stepping up and donating, like, signed items, uh, you know, like corn from... Uh, Ray Luzier, the drummer from Corn, is donating one of his snare drums. He signs it, you know, and then whatever it goes for on the auction all goes to charity. Awesome. So bands like Foo Fighters, Rage Against the Machine, Metallica, Faith No More, everybody's donating. As we were saying, Kiss, Ghost, uh, Corn, they're all, Kiss, Ghost, Corn, the band Kiss, Ghost, Kiss, Corn, Ghost, Corn is actually donating yeah. uh, uh, some of their old socks. But no, you can actually check it out. Thirty-two auctions.com. That's thirty-two auctions.com. And it's running through April 14th. It just started. Cool. Like Tommy Thayer, signed Epiphone, Les Paul guitar, a piano black, Taylor Hawkins, Gretsch drum kit used at Wembley Stadium. Nice. With a Foo Fighters laminate. That's pretty awesome. I that, mean, that is awesome. As a, as a drummer, you know, that's like one of the holy grails of owning something from, you know, like a you know, piece of rock and roll history. So, yeah. you know, that's cool that all the money is going to charity. And to the roadies, who a lot of people are thinking, like, you know, of everybody else, the business owners, restaurants, the bands. But the roadies are always the people that don't really think about in general. Like, when you go to see a show, the crew that sets up the whole light show. Yeah. Uh, you know, the security, all that stuff. All those people are out of work. They yeah. have no events to do anything with. And a lot of them made a really good living and career out of that. It's always a re been a reliable industry yeah, yeah. Uh, in the modern world. So, yeah, it's just a trip. So, anyway, so a very good uh, organization. You can check it out, uh, 32auctions.com. And while you're at it, uh, check out the Tenacious D song, Roadie. Mm. Uh, that's a dedication to roadies because it's a it's it's a damn good song. They actually that's have actually the, a really good one. Yeah, they have a video <laughs> for it and it's actually pretty funny. They got some they got some funny stuff going on. In Hell video, yeah, but it's, that's, that's awesome. An awesome song. And by the way, I saw that Tommy Thayer was on there. That's which right. Is cool because his secret I heard, daughter. Yeah, I heard that he's actually donating one of the daughters that he recently. His found. other secret daughter. His, his, uh, yeah, oh, sorry, Daisy. <laughs> it's his but, other secret daughter. It's a date with them. Yeah, you yeah. can go on a, a Olive Garden date with Tommy Thayer's secret daughter. Yes, the one that has the, the kiss face. Yeah, that's the right. Permanent. The one's been in the attic for a long time. Yeah, no, that's absolutely not true. But uh, you have to you take know. her to. Think it was special. It could be. I don't know. Ask Tommy about it. Yeah, the uh, right. restaurant has to serve chicken marrow nubbins. <laughs> it has to be on the menu. That's part of it. Uh, it is a requirement. All right, let's move on to some more rock news, guys. This week, judge has ruled no evidence. Soundgarden are withholding royalties from Vicky Cornell. Mm. This is Washington State federal judge Michelle Peterson. She found. As Soundgarden are not withholding royalties from Chris Cornell's uh, Wicko, excuse me, 
Chris Cornell's widow, Vicki Cornell, Billboard reporting. The judge has recommended that two of Cornell's claims against the band be tossed out due to lack of evidence. Okay. In December of 2019, Cornell sued the surviving members of Soundgarden, uh, which is Kim Thiel, Ben Shepard, Matt Cameron, claiming that they were withholding hundreds of thousands of dollars in royalties. You know, she was saying that the band wasn't paying their fair share, right? Yeah. So... The judge says no way. There is insufficient evidence to state that the band withheld money or they use the funds to pay for any legal fees involved in the case. Man. So, uh, so it's getting really messy, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's really sad to see this every week. There's some kind of new development. Uh, now the case will be sent for review uh, by another judge, Robert S. Lasnik, who will now have the final say. Yeah. Uh, so... We'll see how that all goes. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. It is. Soundgarden's legacy getting kind of dragged through the mud with all this. Yeah, absolutely. So um, much strife, just constant with the, with um, Vicky Cornell and Soundgarden. Hopefully they can figure it out soon for the sake of everybody involved, for themselves and for the fans, too, because it just looks horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on to some better news this week. Mastodon's new album was announced. It's due out in the fall. In a new interview that aired this week with Talking Metal Podcast, guitarist Bill Kelleher from Mastodon says the new album is slated for a fall release. He said that the LP is the band's biggest sounding album to date. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Maybe that means like super mainstream, ready for radio. Also, that could just mean that they're ready for some massive sounding stadium type tours, you know, where they're going to be doing some badass stuff. So he explained that Tool producer David Botrill is currently mixing remotely and sending the files to Mastodon for feedback via Dropbox. It's a whole different way of kind of doing it for them. But oh, yeah. They, they send off their stuff. He mixes it, masters it, kind of sends it back. They listen to it, and they're like, yeah. Then they put it on all the different speakers that they can, like one in the car, one in the house, one in the studio, and uh, listen for the different nuances. And uh, they, Oh, yeah. You know, so. Dropbox is awesome. I've, I've actually used Dropbox uh, quite a bit before. You know, if, if, if Dave Patrill is, is doing it, then you know it's going to be good. Maybe, you know, and I think of, like, Mastodon, for whatever reason, like, if I think of it, them doing something big, I think of, like, Metalocalypse. I know, <laughs> right? Like, it's going to be this They're awesome... kind of that token epic, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah, de- yeah, Death Clock band. Yeah, the de- <laughs> Death Clock, Death Clock, and, like, it, everyone's going to go. It's just going to be a huge thing, but, like, three quarters of the entire concert is just going <laughs> to die. <laughs> but it's going to be that epic. Man, I miss that show. That was such a great show. It, it was a great show. Like every time they did a concert, like almost everyone in the concert died in this right. gruesome way. Because that's the most metal thing you could do at a yeah, metal yeah, show. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Speaking of brutal. Um, and kind of cool. Metallica's Kirk Hammett going to be playing on the new Santana album. Oh, cool. With Rico Nasty? <laughs> Rico Nasty and uh, Rob Thomas. Nice. He's making a, another. No, I don't know if Rob or any of those people are on there. Rico Nasty, what do we say? Who was that? Rico Nasty was uh, Rico Suave's kid brother. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Rico Nasty. <laughs> you guys will be hearing more about Rico Nasty in the future. Rico he's, Nasty. He's got a big career ahead of him. Big time. No, but Metallica's Kirk Hammett found an extra gig during the pandemic, lending his guitar skills to an upcoming album from fellow Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Carlos Santana. Nice. The two Bay Area musicians have crossed paths before. Hammett previously appeared on the 2005 Santana album, All That I Am, on the song Trinity. Oh, I so, did not know that. Yeah. So apparently they've, they've known each other. They have, they're like they say, uh, two Bay Area musicians. So they're just kind of well-known, probably in 
fall in the same circles in the Bay Area music scene. Oh, yeah. Um, so pretty cool. He's also revealed that Living Color vocalist Corey Glover no. and another Rock Hall legend singer-keyboardist Steve Winwood may appear on the album, while popular songwriter Diane Warren has added two songs for the set. Uh, uh, Santana says about the whole album and everything, he says, quote, I just feel really, really grateful. I'm 73 because of this time I'm allowed to replenish and nourish all the notes that are really, really juicy and powerful. Oh, Hammett nice. and Santana both appeared on Cindy Blackman's 2020 album, Give the Drummer Some. So they've collabor- uh, collaborated on a number of other things in the past as well. Yeah, you know it's going to be dope if it's uh, juicy and powerful. <laughs> According to Santana. <laughs> Dang, yeah, Santana and Hammett together. Oh, my God. That's like, that's just... That's That'll be pretty neat. So cool. So I bet that all oh, those it's going to be awesome. Can't it's, wait. It's called Blessings and Miracles and it says it's about 90% completed and we'll get some more details coming up soon about that Santana release. Um STP as we were mentioning Stone Temple Pilots celebrating 25th anniversary of their third album Tiny Music Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop. It was their third album and it came out March 26, 1996, mm. which was this past Friday. So the band is set to release a super deluxe edition of the album, which will include an unreleased studio and live recording, apparently from 1997, a full concert. Oh, wow. So, And then it's going to have a uh, CD and one LP set with the newly remastered version of the album. It will be made uh, digitally as well if you guys want to get some digital copies, whatever, so you guys can check that out. And it's not coming out until July 23rd, so... Heads up on that for all the fans of Stone Temple Pilots. For that amount of money for... $79.98. Yeah, $79.98. Better, be, better have where, where you open it up and there's some awesome video that plays like the Tool CD when you got it, when you paid 50 bucks you would for think. it. And you just, yeah. I did have one of Stone Temple Pilots uh, vinyl issues that they sent me uh, to the radio station for Core. And I got to say, it was pretty cool. Like It had a thing where it folded out and the CD thing was like in this little own little thing, and then the album had its own little thing. Oh, cool! And it had a, a very cool packaging. I don't know about eighty dollars worth of packaging, but okay, definitely in the fifty, sixty dollar range for something that you feel good about purchasing. You're like, if you're a fan of that album and yeah, yeah. that band, it's it's one of those kind of collector item tiers of like the complete edition, if you will. Oh yeah, worth From, it. Yeah, so check it out if you guys are into that. Uh, Portugal the Man's got a new uh, single and a new album coming out. Uh, no details on the album. Oh, yeah, it says actually the album is coming out April 16th, and then the new single just came out March 24th. Oh, it's called The Devil. Yeah, the, the, al- the lead single is called The Devil, and the album is called Organ City Sessions. It was recorded in 2008 just two years after the band's creation. Okay. So it's one of their early ones, and it's an early live kind of album of the band. So probably not for the more casual fans of the band, I yeah. would think. You know, if you, you only know them from that one whistling song or whatever the hell, oh, that, yeah. that popular song that they yeah, have. Yeah, that's right, that's right. What You know, they, they got, you know, that's the one that pays the bills. But Portugal the Man has been a very, you know, kind of avant-garde, indie rock, very yeah. kind of strange band. Uh, so this is all the way from 2008. That's that's nuts. I, the the lead sing, uh, the single, the devil. Um, right. You know who's also the devil? Ben Franklin. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Ben Franklin's the devil. Oh well. Yep. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah. Or maybe not. I created. Maybe you already knew that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Speaking of the devil, 
ACDC's Angus Young says Jimi Hendrix inspired his schoolboy uniform. Oh, okay. So here's the history, according to Angus Young from ACDC, about the, the history of the schoolboy uniform. So he says that he saw Jimi Hendrix in concert, and he says, quote, Some people look great in civilian gear, like when I was younger and I saw Jimi Hendrix and went, Wow, it's the image. That's the first thing when you're younger. How cool he looked, how cool he played. And I thought, I want to be that cool. So when I put the school suit on, that's my thing. Why do, why do people come to see us play? It's the school suit. It works, end hmm. quote. I don't know about all that. But it's iconic. It, I think it right. is. I don't know if that's the reason why people come to see him play. No, but, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's like all this but talent. But it definitely <laughs> is iconic. It's one of those things that like you think of the schoolboy outfit. You think Angus Young. And it's kind of cool that he made it his own and made it into his thing. And he was inspired by Jimi Hendrix, apparently, uh, for yeah. that. It's like um, it's like uh, Kiss makeup, right. or or you know Guar's kind of theatrics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or or like uh, David Crosby's coke plastered mustache. All of those things. <laughs> All of those things. Very... You come to expect them, yeah. And you're disappointed if you don't see that. Absolutely, it's very part true. of the show. Uh, look at this picture of Bono. Oh wow, that's he's a got like picture. a. I think that's Bono with a bolo. It's it is Bono with a bolo. He's got a bolo tie there and a and a fierce mullet. Fierce mullet. Business. That in front. is a oh like Billy God. Ray Cyrus uh, on steroids mullet. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the quaff in the front, the sides tapered, and that back part of that mullet. Yeah, is like all the way down. It looks like the middle of his back. He looks like a character from The Fifth Element. <laughs> He looks like he would just be one of those. Yeah, he looks like an evil boss (laughs) on a Fifth Element video game where it's like, oh, here's Dr. Cyrus. Yeah. You know, and oh, look, yeah. Look at him. He even looks like he's saying something evil. Like Sunday, bloody Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So anyway. I mean, that's a going going strong. Enough of that. Look up uh, Bono from 1984 uh, from the concert film. Uh, virtual road because this is a new concert series on YouTube and it's already out you guys by the time you guys are hearing this it came out on Friday um, and the band has posted its 1984 concert film YouTube live at Red Rocks yeah which is a pretty amazing concert venue I gotta say it's one of the ones on my bucket list that I would love to see a show at oh really Red. have you ever seen uh, the atmosphere at Red Rocks no, Amphitheater. No, never, never. It's actually set in stone like a, it's like you're in a, a chunk of this like Grand Canyon almost. Oh, yeah. There's You're surrounded by like natural like redstone walls that's like this canyon thing that they carved a, um, an auditorium into it. Yeah. And it's all surrounded by this natural stone wall and it just looks amazing with like lighting and at night, even at daytime. And it's, from what I've heard, the natural stone stuff, it makes it sound amazing. Oh, like, I'm sure. The resonance of it, it's like not like a lot of open air ones that you you build and the sound kind of goes everywhere. This has like the stones on either side and it goes all the way up the, the whole thing and it's looking down into like this canyon area. Oh, I bet the acoustics are yeah, so Yeah, it looks amazing. Awesome. It's really neat. And you, so, you know, remember, um, I think it was a couple of podcasts ago, I was, I was telling you guys about um, the time that I saw Khaki King live and it was in oh right yeah. It, yeah it was in a um it was in an old church like it was no longer a church but oh yeah it was in this right. church at this the old acoustics. church in LB the acoustics were oh my god it was just it was like a, an old church that was probably built 
in like the 30s and they turned it into kind of like a community center and it was an audience of about maybe like less than 100 people watching Tacky King play with like there was nothing she wasn't even plugged into anything Chris and the and the acoustics were it was amazing it like filled the whole room it was just great here, look at a picture here. Oh, that's beautiful. That's See, like Sedona. That, that that looks like very very Sedona style red yeah, rock. Yeah. So this is this is kind of the way that it's set up. It's like the rocks are behind it. The rocks are on either side of it. Even nice. down here, all the way, it's like built around it. Almost looks like you're like watching it on the rocks. That's kind cool. of thing, you know. That's cool. Uh, it is. It's really a fascinating music venue. Here's another picture. I'd love to have a drink on the rocks. I know. Well, right? watching them <laughs> on the rocks. But uh, look at that view, like up here at the top. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that pretty neat? So if if we were to There's describe it to our system. audience, yeah, it's like you you're looking at. It's almost like you're looking at a part of the Grand Canyon, but you're up on this face that, if you're like an amphitheater style, it kind of comes down, it slants at maybe like a. It looks like angle. you're yeah, you're literally watching a show at the edge of of the yeah. Grand Canyon. Yeah, and then. The speakers, normally how you have like a line of speakers at a front of a show, they're all black and you can see them. They're clearly speakers. These ones are, are wrapped in these two pillars That's or so three cool. or two or three pillars. It looks like on the bottom and the top that, that you can't even tell they're speakers and it looks like it's almost part of a rock. Oh, yeah. And so it creates this whole kind of atmosphere there that's just one of a kind. Yeah, that's it's, super cool. It's truly like uh, one of those uh, where you... You could see a show, and it's ne there's not not a bad seat in the house. Yeah, it, there's no obstructed views. Everybody's got a great sh uh, seat and a show, uh, you know, and it's just really neat. So Amazing. anyway, check uh, that out it. from YouTube. It's out there on their YouTube channel. Anything I know that he's a big fan of the um, the show. Oh, he is but, uh, Bono. Yeah. yeah. So don't get offended, Bono, when I say this, but um, everything that you guys have made past 1992 is total garbage. <laughs> That's a fair assessment, to be <laughs> Everything honest. Everything before that was awesome. Everything before that was amazing. There was a lot of bands that kind of lived in that era, like Genesis. Yeah, and yeah. They never made anything in the 90s worth a shit, but yeah. in the 80s, they reigned supreme. Yeah. And they were like one of those bands that like, they just had that sound and the energy and the production value and the money yeah. to be able to pull off some of the best live shows when music was changing in the 80s like that. And... Um, yeah, so check it out. That's from the golden era right cool. there. Yep. Um, anyway, this is neat. Check this out. Library of Congress named 25 new sound recordings in the National Recording Registry. They announced 25 new recordings that are being inducted into the National Recording Registry. It happens every year. The library selects titles to be preserved, which have to be at least 10 years old. Wow. Because of their cultural and historic importance. The new entries this year include Janet Jackson's 1989 album Rhythm Nation. Cool. 1814. Uh, Louis Armstrong's When the Saints Go Marching In. Wow. Awesome. I, have, I can't believe they haven't put that in. I know already. Before 2021. Yeah. Uh, that seems like pretty iconic, right? The Nas debut 1994 oh, album. I love that album. Wow. Illmatic. That's yeah. an amazing album. That's a great and album. That's being put in there at the same time as Louis Armstrong. That's kind of a trip. Patti LaBelle's Lady Marmalade. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a Good. huge track, right? Yeah. Cool and the Gang Celebration. Oh, nice. Celebration. Yeah. I mean, those are iconic songs. I can't believe they're just barely getting into the Library of Congress right now. Kermit the Frog's Rainbow yes. Connection. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get this, Kermit though. Here's a weird one. 
Guiding Lights theme song. No way. From the TV show Guiding Lights. Oh, yeah, sung, sung by Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, 1941 Christmas Eve radio broadcast by Whoa. President... Franklin so, Roosevelt and British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. They are missing one That's crazy song here, and it better... It, Library of Congress, you better fucking put this song in. That you better... Thank you for being a friend. Oh, I know, right? Gone Girls? Travel down that road. Maybe when yeah. Betty White, you know, moves on to the astral plane, that they'll they'll finally recognize the importance of that song. She's never leaving. Yeah, well, I know. I... As I said, she moves on to the astral plane, mm -hmm. which means that she'll be here in eternity in oh, yeah. some shape or form in this universe. She, she, She's one of those ladies. Every 10 years, she eats the flesh of another comedian, and <laughs> and she reduces her age by 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And I and completely pays her forgive debt to Paimon. Yep, I completely forgive right. her for that because yeah. she's that Well, Paimon, Paimon means business, and he will come and ruin your life in yeah. horrible ways. Well, Wagonathon yeah. is... Is we all know about him from yeah. the past couple episodes. Absolutely. The bastard cousin of, um, of Cthulhu. C Cthulhu. Yeah, the yep, little acne-prone, you know, cousin. Red-haired, you know, <laughs> trying to Red trying to, <laughs> trying to mow your yard, you know, mm -hmm. for a couple extra bucks. Anyway, we digress. This week, we got some birthdays. Check this out, Charles. Ooh. Steven Tyler. From oh. the bad boys of Boston, Aerosmith, turning nice. 73. 73? I thought he was like 95. I know, right? He looks 95. He does. He looks horrible. His he's, guitarist, too. He's on that Keith Richards level of mm -hmm. like, holy shit, how have you not died yet? Mm -hmm. um, Richard Tandy. What a what a name. Nice. The keyboardist from ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Dick Tandy. Tony Banks. Oh, kind okay. of a you know, lukewarm, mediocre guitarist, but he's pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony Banks, keyboardist. Or, excuse me, uh, I was going to say <laughs> guitarist, but keyboardist. He's a keyboardist from Genesis Turning 71. Awesome. Andrew Ferris, also another keyboardist. Look at all these keyboardists this yeah, week. That's weird. In excess, turning 62. One, two, three, four keyboardists. John Evan, the keyboardist from Jethro Tull, 73. It's so a keyboardist week. Yeah, so it's March. Um, what was nine months ago? Um, maybe. What was it like July? Maybe yeah, nine um, months. So a that's bunch, about right. A bunch of keyboardists, like, basically got busy in that month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in in nineteen <laughs> whatever that year is. Yeah, if they're seventy something now. Yeah, because we're only looking at four famous keyboardists that have birthdays this this week, and they're but, all two of them are from the same year, mm -hmm. and the other two are like about a year apart. Oh yeah, but we you know little do we know that all keyboardists were born in March. Like our audience, Fun if fact. you're a keyboardist, you were born in March. Yeah, and if you think you were born in another month, you're, you, your your parents you've lied, lied to you. To. Yeah. yeah, you've been lied to. Simple as that. Uh, this week in music history trivia, guys, in 1954, check it out. Radio Corporation of America, also known as RCA, oh yeah, begins commercial production of TV sets that are equipped to receive programs in color. Ooh, oh my God, technology! Isn't that amazing? What was the price though, Charles? Oh. In 1954, was it a? $750 for a brand new color TV, or B, $1,000, or maybe C, with $2,000. What do you think? 1954. 1954. RCA. Um, well, you got a guess on this one as well. Equipped to receive program in color. He's deep in thought. He's deep in. He's listening to his music. <laughs> a, $750, B, $1,000, or C, what do you think? In 1954, hmm. the retail price of a color television 
I'm going to go This is with... for your chance at a 1954 RCA television. You know what? I would I would <laughs> I would say, like, all, like everyone is probably going to go to a $750 because they're thinking, hey, yeah, 1954, $750 was like, what, $2.5 million today? Because people always overinflate when they're talking about right? Very you know, true. the, dis- Very the true. distance. But I'm actually going to go with B, uh, $1,000. $1,000? That is a strong answer. You would be correct, sir. Yes! $1,000. Yes! $1,000. Think about that. Mm -hmm. In 1954, that was almost like the price of a house, probably. That's like a car in 1954. I think it's way more than a car. Oh, my God. It's a lot. Let me look it up. I don't think that it's... I actually don't think that it's as inflated that much, though, Chris. Like, I think that... I think that $1,000 today now is probably more like about 15, 20 grand. Okay. Um, okay, look at you. You are correct. Check yeah. it out here. Pop culture 1954. Here's a sample of what things cost in 1954. New car was 1950. Yeah. So $1,950 for a new car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the TV was 1000 Yeah. It says gasoline was 22 cents a gallon. New but- house in 1954. $17,500. That's nuts. That's amazing. Well, you know what, though? Think about it, though. A color TV, I mean, that was probably pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, and that was literally like almost 5% of your home value yeah, was your color TV, which is pretty crazy. It's nature's babysitter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. It's because nature's babysitter. Yeah. All right, guys. This week in music history trivia as well. In 1958, four more years later, this musician joins the army. Was it A, Jimi Hendrix, Hmm. B, Elvis Presley, C, Johnny Cash, D, all of these musicians have been in the army. I made sure to choose the other two answers as musicians that were also in the army at the same time. So this is also factually accurate that all of these musicians were in the army around this time. Hendrix, Presley, or Cash? What do you think? Hmm. You know what? This is like this is this is Daisha's favorite segment of our podcast. Yes. And so we got to let it kind of we got to let it um, marinate marinate for a minute. So 1958, this musician joins the All army. Right. All right. So this is my answer. I'm, I'm dwelling on this now. So A, Jimi Hendrix. B, Elvis Presley. Yep. Or C, Johnny Cash. And uh, Chris hasn't scrolled down enough, but um, there's a D. Oh a yes, yeah. Coke I think it fueled. David Crosby, right. just just brimming with cocaine. You know, he cocaine. always seems to sneak his way in here. He does. 1950, and he joins the army. Like, he actually joined the army. What's the story behind just, that, though? What's, well, the, what's the story behind David Crosby joining the army, it, it's really It's really interesting. So after, like, after maybe a 12-week straight coke bender, wow. where just nothing in but... In 1958. Yeah, in 1958. Wow. <laughs> when cocaine, cocaine was very hard pretty to rare, hard to yeah, come by. Exactly. Like he, he must have been, yeah, like, he, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15 years old. <laughs> At that time as well. He was 10 or 15 years old, and, he's, and he, his mustache was exactly the same size as it is now. And he walked into a recruiter's office just just fueled on, on just nothing but— Just out of his mind. Yeah, just coke Fired up. Yeah, and, and amphetamines, <laughs> and he had about 12 uh, pistols tucked into his shirt waist. And he was com- he was completely shirtless, and he had like he drew a Waganathon symbol on his chest um, underneath wow. each nip- nipple, and he walked in just this giant mass, like seventeen years old, massive mustache, just full of coke, and he says, "I'm joining the army now." 
and uh, and the recruiter said you're in because it was that easy, right? Wow. Like, yeah, he's intimidated. People. I mean, he probably never people. seen a specimen like that yeah. come into the office. And uh, actually, the uh, part of this trivia, you guys can look this up, but um, but David Crosby went after he joined the army. He lasted approximately six hours before he was dishonorably discharged. I think he had a heart attack and he actually <laughs> got pulled out on a stretcher. He got pulled. Out so on the stretcher. story goes. Yeah, so the story goes. Yeah, he was. Uh, he just he just kept screaming in the barrier in the in the bunk barrier yeah. area and uh he eventually just collapsed and the emt just had to wheel him out on a stretcher yeah yep absolutely and you know that was that was it yeah absolutely he was dishonorably discharged just dishonorably discharged right yeah right into um right into a music store and that's that's how he yeah, started and then that there there goes his music career there from that go. point on so I'm gonna go with B. Elvis Presley because Elvis Presley? I think that around I think around this time I believe that Elvis Presley I think Elvis Presley actually was already kind of um, in you know getting popular in the music scene or something like that and he kind of joined the army and then it, it spawned a bunch of movies where he was like an ar- army person. You might be right about that, Charles. It was Elvis Presley, oh, of course. B. Yes. 1958. Elvis joins yes. the army. Two for two. The- I was two for two last I know, week. I know. Nice. You're on a roll. Jimi Hendrix and Johnny, Cra- uh, Johnny Cash did join the Army as well, uh, but I believe it later years. So cool. there you go, obviously. Awesome. Let's move on. A couple more uh, random stories this week. Um, check it out. Movie, TV, entertainment news. Movie theaters are going to be open apparently on April 2nd. Okay. Uh, Regal Cinemas are set to open for Godzilla versus Kong. Nice. As their big kind of flagship movie that's going to supposedly get people back into the theaters uh, for New Line Cinemas. Also, uh, banking on two weeks later, Mortal Kombat. Yes. Which is coming out April 16th. I gotta say, it does look pretty badass. Oh, it, it looks does look cool. Mm-hmm. Looks really good. Definitely better than the first one they did in the 90s. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Warner Brothers also signing a deal to give films a 45-day window in theaters at Cineworld before heading to HBO Max as of 2022. So this is going to be a new thing that they're going to have an exclusivity kind of deal where you won't be able to see the movie until 45 days later, you know, on HBO Max, Mm -hmm. but you can see it for the first 45 days in the theater. Cool. So I think that's a good idea to kind of get people... You vaccinated well, yeah that <laughs> but also back to movie theaters to yeah. have some kind of exclusivity there that it's not like we can all just watch this stuff from our house the day it gets released right yeah because then what's the point of going to the movie theater you know um godzilla versus kong it looks really good the special effects look good i'm really excited to see it because uh, i i learned that the uh the star of that movie the young girl who plays in that movie who communicates with kong actually is deaf she actually is really? deaf, and she and she speaks to Kong through sign language in the movie. And Alexander Skarsgård, who plays in that movie li- and directly with her, literally, I actually just read this yesterday, literally learned sign language, American Whoa. sign language, just to communicate with her in the film. Supposedly, sign language is not super super difficult to it's learn. It's pretty tough. Yeah, but you but you've got to dedicate like a a, a decent amount of time wow, to that's it. That's impressive. Yeah, you know, actors actors do some crazy stuff, but. There's not like a lot of kind of hearing impaired, very um, cool people in the yeah, media. That's yeah, that's awesome. Very yeah, cool. Shout out, shout out to um to the directors of that movie. Speaking of directors, Seth Rogen is going to play Steven Spielberg's uncle. He's joined Steven Spielberg's upcoming film, which is based on his childhood in Arizona. It's kind of like his biopic or whatever. Oh, cool. Rogen is going to take on the role of Spielberg's favorite uncle. 
Michelle Williams is in talks for a big part two, and casting is underway for young Steven, who will not be named Steven in the movie. Okay. Um, and they haven't revealed who that actor is. Oh. He's going to play young Steven Spielberg, so. Oh, gotcha. I imagine that's going to be a career-defining role for someone, yeah. right? Yep. Young Steven Spielberg. Big time. And, um, yeah, that's a good good, um, good pick with Seth Rogen. He's yeah, gonna, I think that's a good one. Uh, let me guess. It's going to be Steven Spielberg's weed-smoking uncle. <laughs> yeah, let me, right. Let me, let's tight Kind of goofy and funny yeah. and, you know, cool, right? I could definitely see that. Grape Nuts. Yeah, check this out. Grape nut cereal shortage is over. Apparently, there's been this grape nuts shortage oh, for the past uh, year, apparently. Thank, thank God the shortage is over Yeah, for because grape nuts. Here's the deal. People who paid $10 or more for a box of grape nuts between November 1st, 2020 and March 15th can submit a valid retailer receipt for a partial refund of up to $115 to help cover the difference between the amount paid and the suggested retail price. Okay. So the deal was is people were marking it up like a mom and pop business store was the, making you pay 10 or 15 bucks for a, a box of grape nuts. No, because they're that valuable. They were that right? valuable. Yeah. People were trying to find them everywhere. Yeah, just the other day um, before this happened, there was some there was some shootings uh, at the <laughs> local supermarket. Over <laughs> grape nuts? Somebody was, yeah, wow. so they were trying to get grape nuts. $15 a box? It, I know, right? Give me your grape nuts. Like, it was it was wow. just that bad. It was a grape nut robbery. You Look know, at- if you guys want to see something really cool about grape nuts, all kidding aside, there's this dope show on either Netflix or Hulu. I can't remember which one. Sorry, guys. I know you're sponsors of us, both both, both oh, of you. Oh, definitely. They're pissed. Um, but, uh, Way to um, go. But it's called The Food That Built America, uh-huh. and they talk specifically about great, the, the invention of grape nuts. Ah. Grape nuts and a lot of the food that... Um, that basically propelled the yeah, U.S. Yeah, like Wheaties, cornflakes, yeah. all that yep. kind of stuff. During like the Industrial Revolution, it starts yeah. in the 1800s, moves on into into the 1900s, um, in 20th, the 20th century, 21st century. Just I don't know. I don't think they get quite up to the 2000s. I think they stop like maybe in the 60s or 70s. But it's called the food that built America, and they actually talk about the invention of grape nuts. And if you guys have ever had grape nuts, they're horrible. It's, yeah, it's like the equivalent of eating hard rice cakes. Like, <laughs> I think it's like what the equivalent bits. of eating like uh, pellets that you feed a rabbit or something. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, that tastes a lot like that, like rabbit food. Yeah, or like dog food or something. Gotta love that. Um, all right. Speaking of that, a uh, comedian thinks he found shrimp tails in his box of cinnamon toast crunch. Here's yes. a picture that he took, and it went viral on social media. Yes. And people thought he was trolling, but those shrimp tails, mm-hmm. to me, I don't know. What do you think? I think it's entirely possible. Those I, look those you know, look like they're covered in sugar. Yeah, it's entirely possible, actually, um, because the... Okay, so for any of you guys who've ever worked in the food industry, I've, I've actually worked in manufacturing um, quite a bit in my life, and they're, they have huge rules, uh, like safe quality food rules, um, a lot of food safety rules that they, they don't permit people from... Um, from bringing any outside food sources into the manufacturing areas. But I can tell you that like what Chris and Dahlia were talk- and I were talking about earlier, there are some some people that disregard the rules. And you can totally <laughs> yeah. see somebody eating some, you know, getting like a nice kind of thing of shrimp and kind of eating their lunch and then accidentally dumping some of those tails. Into Dude, the- and he, listen, listen to this. He says... He added that upon further investigation, the bag of cereal, which had the... Uh, shrimp tails in it cinnamon toast crunch he said it also contained a piece of string 
as well as cereal squares that seem to have black bits baked onto them. Hmm. He also tweeted that the other bag in the family pack appeared to be taped up and appears to include dental floss. Oh, nice. So... All made in the same factory. General Mills says they're investigating, but they can say with confidence that this did not occur at our facility. Yeah, there's a lot of quality uh, checks that have to be done with a lot of these things. So, I mean, all of all, like, I would believe the shrimp tails, the extra stuff in there, I think, is a little kind of overboard because um, they Dental do go floss, through. String. Yeah, they go through stringent. Um, unless there was a dude, <laughs> unless there was a worker who was eating shrimp tails and then he was flossing right afterwards. <laughs> he was got to go on a <laughs> hot knows? date like right after. But also, like, you never know whether or not this building is right next to the very popular franchise, Shrimp Tails Toast Crunch. Or how about shrimp tails tied with string and dental floss? Oh, I love that. That's, I love uh, it. You know, people order that all the time. I love it. So I, they, I can see how were... that could get snuck into a bag. Yeah, you know what? I was actually kind of on those for for a while uh, before I kind of got on my chicken marrow nubbins yeah, kick. Right. <laughs> they are both uh, healthy yeah. and uh, addictive, highly addictive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The concept is you eat the shrimp, and then it just kind of floss. <laughs> Your teeth just get flossed inadvertently by well, eating I, the floss. I, I thought it was that the the floss is actually tied to the uh, shrimp tail. Yeah. And so when you finish it, it's already there for you to floss it out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like all in one type of thing, right? Somehow or another, Tommy Thayer is involved in this. I think so. He's And he's, he has a daughter that... There's a daughter that she's somewhere found. That needs to be found. <laughs> all right. Speaking of drama, Huntington Beach, California police officers facing the music after allegedly creating a dating profile using the information of a fellow officer who began dating his ex-girlfriend. Oh, so, wow. So this guy took a, used a photo and created a, a profile with his personal phone number of the other officer on this website, doublelist.com. Nice. The officer's info was posted twice to the website last year, uh, and then so now he's facing two years in county jail. Uh, police officer doing it because he was all upset uh, yeah. about that he dated his uh, ex-girlfriend or whatever. But I mean, what a way to get back at somebody, right? That's like, pretty crazy. <clears throat> I mean, well, yeah. I think it shows too that a police if a police officer is capable of doing that, oh or, yeah, you know, then what are other people capable of doing, right? Absolutely, crazy. Look at this. Maine is going to allow Viking-style funeral pyres. It's about time. Is it pyres? Is yeah, pyres. Yeah, pyres. Yeah. yeah, it's about time. <laughs> a measure before the state legislator uh, this session would allow those in the state to choose a death ritual yeah. that stretches back to ancient times where it's an outdoor cremation. Yeah. Like in Game of Thrones or something, right? And you know what I heard? I also <laughs> heard following this. Crazy. I heard following this story i heard that every single one of these mastodon will play for free <laughs> very true they were on uh, game of thrones is like uh yeah watchers of the wall or something i can't remember they were in a couple episodes yeah they will they will every they'll single do it one for free even if you don't ask them to be at your father's they'll Viking just show funeral, up they'll just show up and yep. they'll play uh check this out this is the last story of the night guys apparently a tourist in iceland tried to cook bacon and eggs on a lava flow on a pan and oh a pan, nice and the pan melted here's the deal they had a volcano that erupted for the first time in nearly 800 years yeah 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 in iceland yeah i in saw a dude got Reykjavik or whatever and, yeah Reykjavik. Mm -hmm. um and, and so <laughs> one of the visitors decided to try and cook bacon and eggs on the lava but the pan melted Officials say oh, they don't dummy. anticipate evacuations because the vo volcano's in a remote area. 
about one and a half miles from the nearest road. But what an idiot! You know, has this guy never seen Forged in Fire? Come on now, like metal melts. Don't the metal... come on, dude. Yeah, seriously. If you put something that's like it was what? probably some cheap yeah. ass Walmart pan too, not even like a real cast iron pan. It had probably a plastic handle. It wasn't Walmart. It was Icelandic Walmart. It was Walmart. Walmart. It was Walmart. Right, right. Going down to the Walmart. And, and he put the pan on there, like thinking that that something that's baking at a, at a cool three thirty thousand degrees, thousand degrees, Fahrenheit, yeah, is is not gonna melt your Walmart pan. Oh my god! Shout out to Walmart. Shout out to right. Walmart. Rock News Weekly every week. Make sure you guys follow us. Rocknewsweekly.com at Rock News Weekly. Check out our photos from our interviews. Follow us on our Instagram for our weekly up uh, uploads. For every uh, week, we do a monthly or excuse me, a minute-long video that shows you what we got going on every week. You guys can check that out, rocknewsweekly.com. If you enjoyed our episode, rate our podcast in the Apple and Google Store. We do appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. All right. Peace. Chicken. <laughs>